0: Hi there, this is Bob Eubanks, and you're listening to Fab 4 Free for All. But doesn't everybody?
1: And welcome to another edition of the Fab 4 Free for All, the uh, Beatles radio show on the internet where we talk about everything Beatles and Beatles related. I am Mitch Axelrod, your moderator for tonight's show. And joining me, as they always do, and I'm so glad they do, are Tony Trigardo. Hi, folks. And Rob Leonard.
2: Hello. Did, did you mention the show name? Uh, I, yes, I, I did. Oh, you did? Okay, okay. I wasn't sure if you mentioned I was like...
1: And not listening, <laughs> once again, is Rob Leonard.
2: No. Thank you. Thank you. I'm here, right here. Yes, I'm listening to every everything you say, Mitch.
1: And Tony... What? Uh, I'm sorry. And Tony <laughs> is listening. Hi, Tony. Hey, there. All right. So, today we're going to... Today. Uh, tonight's episode is going to be a little different for us. We're going to explore um, the battle of two albums. And I know that sounds weird, but we're going to discuss 20 greatest hits and the Beatles
0: won. I thought you were going to say the original Dark Side of the Moon and the new one. this. I'm sorry. Just, anyway. We are.
1: And we're going to talk about <laughs> us and them.
0: There um, you go. Well, very good.
1: If we have time.
0: <laughs> right. oh. oh, and money. But anyway. Well, that we, know, I, we um... don't have. Yeah.
1: But as long as we're breathing. Uh so yeah. anyway, Oof. little Pink Floyd references there. there yeah, no, but we're gonna talk about those two albums. We've never really discussed them um at, at length. And
0: did you say which ones? I'm sorry, Mitch.
1: Yes, I said 20 greatest hits and one.
0: Okay. I heard oh, him say that. I sorry. Okay, right. I was thinking up the bad him. I was thinking up the bad joke while you were saying that. So no,
1: <laughs> no but you know what? We um Beatles One sold a ton. And became the biggest selling album of the 2000s, uh, both in the U.S. and the U.K. And Beatles 20 Greatest Hits, while selling relatively okay in the states, that went double platinum. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not anywhere near what Beatles One sold, and is still selling, and has reached over 31 million worldwide, which is just incredible. It, and and I was we were just wondering all three of us. What's the reason? They're basically both greatest hits albums. Why Why did yeah. one sell better than the other? So, well, no pun intended. Why did one album sell better than the other? Ooh. So we're going to discuss that. Um, I think what we need to do, though, as we've all discussed here off mic, is we're going to start a little bit going backwards and finding out, you know, basically what was released prior, because I think that had an impact on both albums. So... Right.
0: Uh, yeah i would planning? say so sure well i mean you know we've we had a situation where you know three years after the Beatle breakup we had um 62 to 66 67 70 whether the reality was that that was put together to thwart the sale of alpha omega the bootleg right. uh, album that had been being sold on on television a four disc set of of Beatles songs uh you know, I mean, it, I, obviously it was a great idea anyway, whether or not that was what, you know, that was the the, the push behind it or not, who knows. But um, supposedly it was, uh, you know, Alan Klein was more than happy to put together a set. And those sold, you know, those were huge. I mean, I I don't remember a single person from, from casual fan to Beatles collector who already had everything. Not running out and getting the red and the blue, you know. Um. But then you got to 1976 and Happy Days and the nostalgia for, you know, 50s, oddly enough. And that's why you got the album cover looking the way it did. But then 76 gives us rock and roll music.
1: Yeah, but that's that was a... Th- I don't know if we need to talk about the theme albums here. Well... Because-
0: here's why here's my thought my thought is that that you you had the red and the blue yet another comp 76 you'd love songs another comp beatles greatest hits comes only what like five years after that last one
1: well we also had real music
0: you had real music. Well, it actually was, it was seven years. Yeah, seven years. No, five years. I'm sorry. After well, that, real last... music
1: was 82, just like 20 right.
0: Years right. That's right. You had real music also. So I, I don't know if maybe it's just that it was a glut of already released music. That was then like followed by uh, Greatest Hits Comp. Well, let's let's, let's you know. talk a little bit about
1: The Red and Blue because you mentioned it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, they were not really greatest hits. It was really no, more of a, a right, best right. of, okay. Uh,
2: and you might have a, a disagreement on what would be considered the best of, because absolutely, absolutely,
0: yeah, it was. It was.
2: Should we say it was a career retrospective? Yeah, okay.
1: retrospective
2: is a better word.
1: Yeah, yeah and I, it, like that I, mean, I think the blue was better picked than the red, but that's a lot of opinion. Um, but also great album tracks really great covers all right which were very eye-catching with the
0: great concept the six
1: years right the concept of the six years apart awesome especially the here of in
2: the states because we didn't have that out we didn't have the please please me album cover right right and also you know, you'd walk into your sam goodies or corvettes and they'd have them right next to each other it was a great look Absolutely. whenever they whenever they did you know beatles albums for sale either corvettes or sam goodies you know you would see them next to each other every three or four weeks because that's how they did the capital records you know every three or four weeks with the same records would come out so seeing it next to each other was just a beautiful look yeah yeah
1: and and it was don't forget it, it, even if you were in the uk or america which is they're both red white and blue so yeah. you know you had the red and the blue so
0: that's right
1: very eye-catching double lps they were a little expensive but they sold as tony mentioned but oddly enough neither of them went to number one
0: now here's a here's a quick question to throw in the mix. Yep, Mitch and and you know I know we could say oh well, this is for this was only for collectors, but this was this was a, a all the rage for the even casual buyers. When did the red, white, and blue colored vinyls come out again and were re- reissued? I want to say seventy eight.
1: I want to say 78 also I
2: think it was 78 because that's when picture discs are also coming right into, you know I remember the pepper picture disc um of course for those that don't know colored vinyl is the same as regular black vinyl the uh, picture discs the quality does go down but for those who say all oh, well, the color vinyl oh it's not the same no it is it's just a different color well so.
1: uh, yes it's but- Maybe back then it was a little inferior. Now it's definitely...
2: Yeah, it's just all the same. Know, now you can buy yeah.
1: a, any color, which is a million, and it sounds great. Um, right. You know. But here's the thing. Tony, you, you just brought up a great point about the 78 red, white, and blue campaign, so to speak, with the uh, vinyl. Because again, that adds to what we'll discuss later, possibly the gluttony, the glut of, yeah. of albums, Beatle-wise, which were just coming out in droves before 20 greatest hits came out. That's a great point. I didn't even, I didn't even think about that, but you know, and oddly enough, the, the, all the ex Beatles were asked to to give their opinions on the tracks for red and blue and not one of them said, yes, nobody cared. Um, right. They they didn't, they were too busy and don't forget 1973, everybody was very busy. Even Ringo.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Meanwhile, John had bothered to compile the Mexican EPs in 71, yeah. which I think is great. But, you know, it, it, it's also, I've got to kind of give capital their props a little bit. Uh, and it might have been horrible. But did do you notice that, like, you know, Beatles Greatest Hits didn't come out until the, almost the end of 82. Didn't didn't they miss a macabre and sick opportunity to put out a Beatles' greatest hits in january of 81. Uh,
1: yeah i don't yeah think, i don't think even i mean nobody nobody did it i mean every Beatle had an opportunity to do that
2: yeah, and, and i, th- do it I so think much. it was done on purpose i mean first of all first of all everything sold so they didn't have to put anything out to remind people to go back to the store because of that moment track was a sad moment I mean, they canceled "Leave My Kitten Alone," which was supposed to come out in '81 as a release, and then that got pushed back again. No. When sessions got canceled. Oh, no, yeah, right.
1: that- uh, no. "Leave My Kitten Alone" was supposed to come out in '85. '85. No, but it was. It was.
2: There was, was talks. It was going to come out in '81. Okay. Was there really? Where? Yeah. Where was it? Was it as
0: part of any other kind of project, Rob, or just? On I its think own? it was
2: just going to be on its own, from what I remember reading, and then because no, remember, are, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, if you remember, I think it was eighty 80- three Scott Muning. Scott Muni played it first, you know, and everyone yeah. said, where's this come from? And then, then it came out on, um, on file under. So, right. So that right. was a, you know, a little before that. So, uh, right. you know, I, I think personally, when you look at, you know, 81, you know, they didn't have to do anything, you know, they don't want to look like they're, they're greedy bastards. Um, and it was, just, you know, so that's probably why, um, uh, but yeah, Mitch, you know, <laughs> Record companies have been known to be greedy bastards, so it wouldn't have been a surprise if it did right. happen. I'm glad it didn't. Right, but
1: you're right though, Rob. Uh, that was a great point. I mean, I know. I think I read when Lennon was killed that uh, they were selling like 220,000 albums a day. Yeah, for a while, Beatles yeah. and Lennon. You know, that's a lot. I mean, a lot of that's know, a lot but, of yeah. records. Yeah. So then, yeah. Uh, again. Red and blue are out. Like you said, a whole bunch of stuff is coming out on the Beatles, all throughout the years. Because they were greedy bastards. I mean, some of those comps were as much as that. We liked some of them. You know, some of them were just you know like real music. Come on.
2: Yeah. Well, they had true
1: stereo of a lot of things. It was still a cash grab.
2: That's not why you would buy it. It. uh, You know, remember for me, you know, my, my entrance to the Beatles. A lot of it is through. You know the 62 to 66 i can still right. hear help going into we can work it out or, or you've got to hide your level yeah. so you you this there's, there's a certain memory from the red and the blue albums that as you know because that's what i had first besides you know the beatles greatest which was that holland thing and then of course live at the hollywood bowl so beatles I, greatest beatles beat yeah but a lot of people start off with uh 62 66 and 67 that's seven. another good point right.
1: rob because you if I remember correctly, you said you had the first, the first real intro to the Beatles was uh, um, "Wings Over America," right? Like, and, so, and... But we're talking seventy-seven. When did you get right. it?
2: What year? Seventy-seven.
1: Okay, so seventy-seven, you got that, and we're talking now second generation fan, right? Yeah. For argument's sake. Yeah. And and so then, if you're a second generation fan and you're in seventy-seven getting that and going back to twenty grade, not twenty going back to the red and the blue well then five years later every single thing on 20 greatest hits is on the red and blue
2: and also on uh, real right. music is also the same you know the same songs that were on that um, right also so you but know what do you no, do about and, that
0: and, and and let's face it too i mean uh, there are a couple of a couple of things going on in 82 all and it is this is a totally different point for a well, second, what,
1: but Tony, before you, I, I don't mean to cut you off, but no, no, it's okay. The, why don't you save the why it didn't sell as well when we get to the end? Let's talk about, let's go into twenty greatest hits, talk a little bit about it, and one, and then we'll we'll all three of us will discuss, you know, why. Oh yeah, kind of yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. I think it'll be easier that yeah. way. So all right. So 80... Pull, well,
0: go ahead. Well, I, I was I was just about to say, and I guess this is part of both sides of it, but
2: okay.
0: Um, you also did have um imports where like Rob brought up the Beatles Greatest.
2: Yeah. That was and, earlier. And you then. also
0: you also had imports that were um important that that among people who really collected records, if you had a mom and pop record store or records that brought in imports, you or you had access to a Beatles Greatest Hits. That that Holland one was everywhere. Right. Every mom and pop record store in the country I mean i remember anything i walked into and a lot of the chains record world F had the there. blue and white one cover i think no uh, brown it was the with the it was the with the uh the um uh, beatles for sale cover yeah. right rob
2: right yeah beatles was, for
0: sale in a smaller form and it yeah, was yeah.
2: white blue it had like a cubist kind of and there were 16 the tracks cover. and there was a couple of you know rarities on there Yeah, you know, there was all my loving with the hi-hat open which has right. still not come out on cd after all these years Right. Uh, so that, and then a couple of mixes also were a little different. So that was something, you know, from that era. And if you think about it, you know, if you want to go back, you know, the collection of Beatles oldies, you know, that would be, you know, something, well, uh, yeah. that's that something else. Time. That's something else too. But and the- yeah, that
1: was yeah, but that also, yeah, but that also gave us, it. sorry, Tony, no, right. I was gonna, yeah, that yeah. was an import
2: and yeah. I uh. didn't
1: buy it, but cause I, I honestly didn't think it was a Beatle album because an official one because of the cover was, you know, it didn't really look good. Like point, a
2: good point. it's a, you're right about yeah. that.
1: But because I, I saw it a million times in every record store I went into, I just never picked it up because I thought it was a cash in album. I didn't mm-hmm. want to take the chance, but and we didn't have access to the internet to find out what the album was, you know, really, unless you bought it. So I got stuck too many times buying, you know, Beatle cash in albums only to find out it sounded like me singing. Didn't Um, you
0: have your Roy Carr and Tony Tyler book? My goodness!
1: Yeah, but I didn't carry it around.
0: Oh god! It's a pretty big book to carry around. It is a big book, but at least all these goodies was in there. All these, yeah, yeah.
1: And but that also gave you "Bad Boy," which no one ever heard. At least in the UK, Uh, we heard it, but the the UK didn't. So you know, at least it gave you something else—an incentive to buy it. Yeah, Um, it's it's more for the UK than us right but uh as far as 20 greatest hits so i learned something when researching and i and i have to give all props to polygram auctions because i love his videos uh and i i i learned so much while watching them because night you know 1982 it starts in the uk they decide to do the love me do anniversary campaign uh, where they're going to release every single on the release date starting with love me do and they say, okay, this is great. Love me do comes out, it goes to number four, which we know it went to 17 originally. So it did better. And it was a nice start. And then every subsequent record single fails to really do better than the other one. So I, I only mention that because we're gonna we're gonna get into, you know, maybe the whole psyche of the 20 greatest hits not selling well. So EMI has an idea for, and I had no idea about this, a double LP called Beatles' Greatest Hits. It was supposed to be 22 tracks plus four of the double A sides. Right. And test pressings were made. An advertisement was made and put out. And then they went to Capitol and said, this is what we're doing. And Capitol said, "Time out. We're squashing it. There's no call for Beatle double albums here in the States right now. And possibly because of what you two just said, where there was so much Beatles stuff coming out that they said, no way are we gonna now especially real music came out in 82 right
2: right right
1: So now you're gonna put out another thing double album when you still have red and blue in print which we'll get to later
0: exactly i was just about to say that a you still have red and blue in print yep and b if you're trying to push that greatest hits to a new audience it's 82 think about what was you know think about you know what the who were feeling you know it was punk new wave it was right. it was different trends the beatles were i mean you know what maybe you could say well the beatles were the originators of the knack you know so you get something out of it. But,
2: but by 82 the knack were over for, for yeah but while. you know what i'm saying but I'm, yeah, i know so what you're saying what i'm saying no, the yeah.
0: beatles the beatles were you know the band that inspired rock pile whatever i don't know but but <laughs> the truth was that that musical trends were were moving on
2: yeah absolutely you know?
0: and and but, at that time there wasn't the nostalgia quite
2: yet. But, no, anyway, but, but also, like you know, it. it's, well, you, you bring up Real Music. Real Music had the Beatle medley, which at first was only released in the States, and then they, um, it, was, it was promote the album, but the medley wasn't on the album, and it's never right. been released anywhere, and never will be. And then, no. then EMI does what Capital did, said, we're about to do Love Me Do, we want it connected with an album, and Capital says, well, okay, Maybe no, we're not, and and also the other thing you, you got to remember: Beatle ballads happened, which wasn't released in the states, and so the. That's the right. World, I forgot
0: about that.
2: Yeah. you know, why have Beatle ballads when you just had love songs? You know, two years earlier, so you know it's yeah, I think it's, That
1: was eighty, right? Yeah. 80 yes, 80,
2: and 80, and, 80, and right. it also ballads had that drawing, also. You know, that looked Alan fruitful. Aldridge. Well, yeah. they had the yeah. Alan
1: Aldridge, which was which was better than the collection of oldies, which that was just like a pop art. Right it yeah. It look like a painting you would have with, with the big eyes you know. Those, I love the back
2: pictures. picture though with the yes, uh, yeah the On tour, back photo is great.
1: But here's the thing, Capitol squashes it and says we only want a single album. We're only going to do a single album. So EMI acquiesces and says okay and they put out 20 songs which we know cuz it's called 20 greatest hits and they put it out um, they have to squash 20 songs into a single album. So the quality, the mastering was, was horrible. horrible. They edited Hey Jude, as we know. It has a little bit of a different track listing than the UK one, which we won't get into the, the track listings. You know.
0: I, it's very funny you say that because I, I remember, um, it, it, you know, in school the joke among among the Beatle fans were, you know, how how many songs? How long is it? So it was basically like, KTL presents the right. Beatles. Yeah. Like right, it was, right. It was. <laughs> I mean, the album ran, the U.S. album ran 59.31. Yep. 59.31. When you go over 24 and a half minutes on an album side, you're... You're, you're messing you're, with quality. Really messing with quality. Yeah. yeah. So it, was,
1: it sounded horrible and and again we'll get to that but they did have a lot of marketing they i i i went on youtube today and did see the commercials again yep. yeah, it was really okay good. the commercials were okay right all right um they did you know they had the for the first time in true stereo i want to hold your hand and i feel fine but i don't think again that would have mattered to any of us
0: uh and don't forget they it had the true stereo i want to hold your hand but not the original 1963 stereo mix of I Want to Hold Your Hand, which is only on the Australian, Australian. edition. Yeah. <laughs> Messed and, up.
1: And that's, that, that's the other thing. It, this They waited for the, when it didn't sell as well as they wanted. It only went to number 50 here in the States. It went a little higher in the UK. But 50 for a Beatle album and a greatest hits Beatle album is abysmal it's just abysmal
2: of- yeah but yeah, i think i think the fans caught up with like why do i have to buy these songs again and and there wasn't like one thing i could say about real music even though i'm not a fan of the album only because it's the same thing from the red and the blue but the, at least on the real music they had that nice booklet with some movie pictures right and and, and, and when, I, when i picked up real music which was many years later i hadn't i didn't even know about that book and then i opened it I go oh this is pretty nice if they'd actually done more with this Maybe I would have bought it.
1: Well, but... it is—it is, it is right. very nice. Again, I, yeah. I don't love the artwork on real music, but whatever. I don't like you that. What... But
2: the book on the inside is
0: great. Yes. You know what else we we left out as well, if I'm not mistaken. What? Uh, Where at that point had the uh, had the dark blue UK rarities been broken out of
2: the box set yet? Could you? Yeah, that was in '79. Right. So, and then the American, you know, yeah, my
1: rarities, guys. That was not. Yeah, but it's
2: end. it goes back to what you were just talking about with another, EMI another and Capital. Right. Because and they, they also made their own versions. So. Yeah.
0: And it's not just that, but again, Mitch, don't forget, you know, the, the British, quote, rarities were tracks that were compiled off of EPs and singles, m- many of which were hit songs because the Beatles didn't put the hits. The singles and the EP stuff on the albums. Okay, so there was Rarity. an irony there that you had a, a rarities collection that actually had a bunch of hits on it.
2: Yeah, no, okay. you're, you're right. It, it the ra- the term rarities was wrong because in Great Britain, you know, those EPs. Okay, well here's slow down. It's it's on the album and it's right. on, on rarities. I should say the British rarities. And you're like, wow. Yeah, you know, I have. I love British rarities. It's a it's a very well paced album. Yeah, you it's know, a great comp, and and the American rarities was very good too. We've done a show on the combinations on those two, but um, you know each one had its special thing. Of, of you know each one is different.
0: But Rob, yeah. the American rarities, if I'm not mistaken, was until after 20 greatest hits.
2: I was no, no, one. no. It was it was before that. It, um, it was. Uh, the the, the ra- British rarities was in that box set. I think it was 79. Right, and know, when the was the U.S. In and the 80? It was in eight 1980.
1: 80 was, was the American yeah. one. Yeah. It was yeah, 80, it was.
2: okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. that's the
1: other album okay. we forgot to mention because again, now uh, you know, you mentioned it, Tony, the, the rock and roll, the love songs, then rarities, then real music, and then 20 greatest hits. So, you know, there we go. I, again, more Beatle product, people were getting a little it, people were getting tired of the Beatles, to be honest. And hey, and you're tired now, but you know, back then and the Beatles were you know were still pretty fresh. I mean it was only 10, 12 years that they broke up now it's 50 so it's different but um but back then i think uh there were other reasons and we'll get to um, and y- which, you
0: know you also have to think about it too that um 1982 there there were still a, a plethora of of fm oldie stations out there right. way more way more than there would be 18 years later right you know yeah um and so you could you could you could jump jump in your car, where you know, you 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 had a cassette player maybe, but you normally you pop the radio on. Mm-hmm. So when it came to a Beatles' greatest hits, you were getting in your car, and if you were driving forty five minutes and you had an oldie station on, or even if you had a regular yeah. FM station on, oh, there's help. Oh, there's there's Let It Be. Oh, there's, and so you were still getting hit with greatest hits without without asking for them
2: and also and also tony one thing that they don't do anymore on the classic rock stations now but whenever they were progressive stations when we listened to wnew um they a lot of times three or four times a year and this include wplj beatles a to z yeah you know usually on the weekends and there was a certain you know way they put it together if they were smart enough which they were um i just found a tape from 94 of wnew uh doing a to z celebrating the 30th anniversary of uh, the sullivan shows they've given away the first u.s visit right and it's just so cool to hear it in alphabetical order you know, yeah because we haven't heard it that way in such a long time yeah the you only know.
1: funny thing about that and, and i think i've said it on a different show is that my mother was listening and uh a taste of honey is is pretty quick when you get to the you know in the a's and she called me up, and she's like, what the hell was that? When did they do that? <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> like, I heard it, and I'm like, that's not the Beatles. Because she said she was listening to A to Z. She wanted to hear it all. But anyway, so we we need to talk a tiny bit about Past Masters, because that brought together um, whatever we didn't have, so to speak. Um, like, I'm Down, even though we had it as a B-side of, an, you know, of a uh, single it was now on an album so the past masters and by the way the the, the original test mess ma- the test pressing for the emi 20 greatest hits in 82 was was as i said patterned after it looked like past masters which i guess they used it later on because past masters was what 87 or
2: came out uh, in the 87 cd um reissues right. Right. right right
1: so you know that uh, that's a little later, but still 13 years prior to what we're going to talk about now,
2: which the Beatles won. Well, hold on. I just want to just talk oh, about the 20 greatest hits. Um, yeah. We should mention that there was a U.S. version, there was a British version, oh, yeah. and there's, right. and there's um, a European version, among others. And it's also the last time... A few European versions. Right. It's, it's also the last time that the individual fiefdoms of EMI had the say on a Beatles release, right? Because after oh, that that's too, yeah, because after that, the, uh, in 88 or whenever the lawsuit happened and the Beatles didn't win the masters, but they won control of what they can release. And after that, that's when things, you know, that's Slow when down. things changed and, and, and were much different, but 20 greatest hits, you know, was individual, Record, you know, 50, you know, Capital EMI um, or Parlophone or whatever. So that's part of it too. So um, I, I, you know, that'd be kind of fun to talk to the people who worked at the, uh, the record companies at the time and say, hey, what was your opinion about that? Were you guys planning any more Beatle records? or? Right. You know? yeah. Oh, yeah, we had tons ready. <laughs> <laughs> but we oh, oh,
1: they, well the sessions were coming out so
2: right well the sessions was going to be next they finally you know after 20 Grey assists didn't chart the way it was supposed to they started to say well maybe we should go through our stuff and yeah. guess what they did and then oh oh well we're not going to put it out which was probably the best thing at the time it, uh, nowadays nowadays maybe I not at this time but and it's it's interesting to note too that um
0: when it comes to the new the new format you know you mentioned 1987 so you got the digital format. So anything that's Beatles related there, that you have the angle of, of of newness. You could use the word new because you had a new format. You had something new when it came to the Beatles. But the reality was when it came to 20 greatest hits, if you think about it, what in an advert, what could you do as new? Nothing. nothing. Absolutely nothing. It wasn't newly. We didn't really use the terms. I have that word newly remastered. The technology wasn't, it wasn't there. and you didn't do it right. So, so the truth was, you could you could shove this thing into advertising all you wanted, but you know, like a laundry detergent, you couldn't even use the words new and improved. There was not. You know, we, hey, here's two and a half minutes shaved off. Hey, hey Jude. You know, I mean, what <laughs> what else could you do That's that new. would would right? <laughs> That would be indicative of anything new around well, it's, it's funny
1: because if you remember um they did do a campaign in sam goody musical and, and discount stores where in 82 where if you bought uh, a beetle album you would then get the you know the uh the red white and blue um giveaways flexi
0: the flexis yeah. yeah so
1: so they were pretty much killing their own product because you know even oh, though wow. i think it came out later
0: that's but everybody true.
1: went and bought the product because it was because you were getting the you know the little flexies. so by the time a few months later came where they released 20 greatest hits they had oversaturated the market
2: yeah I forgot about wow. those lists. I, See, I didn't buy 20 greatest hits or real music when they mm-hmm. came out so you know I, I spent my money on other mm-hmm. things um one thing about hey Jude Tony it was only cut in America and it was only on the oh. album on the cassette because it, it, it had more space mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's the regular yeah, version. It's, it's so you know, it's kind of weird because it's five oh five and it's an official technically release of yeah. that cut down version, which you know some Dude. people have been doing that naturally on the radio, just okay, five minutes faded yep. out. If you're gonna have a hit, you gotta make it fit, so you cut it down to five
1: <laughs> oh five. Five oh <laughs> five.
2: Here's the thing Sorry.
1: Two, two things about you know, Billy Joel reference. Two things uh, I wanted to say about 20 Greatest Hits. Um, two cool things, because there's not much cool to say about
2: them. No, it's not. Because
1: the cover sucked, and we didn't even talk about that. The cover yeah. was not, not, not eye-catching. White with The Beatles logo not with the Beatles all inside of it, which really was kind of messy. But anyway, if you – there's always... There wasn't even
0: a cutout that you could slide out. Right. You know what I mean? It wasn't even yeah. a die cut. Like, like uh, out, extra texture. Like extra texture, yeah. yeah. And it, that's Although I wanted to
1: throw is. that out, not cut it out. Anyway, nice. um, but the Beatles' 20 Greatest Hits, two things. There's an 8-track version, rumored to only be 100 copies yep. available worldwide. If you find it, please send it to us. And I'm we'll... just going to say, yes.
0: <laughs> you'll, be, you'll be our friend.
1: But that's kind of cool, I mean, to get 20 Greatest Hits 8-track. Uh, the other thing is, and I have it, um, the Australian version of the Beatles' yep. 20 Greatest Hits is actually called Number Ones. Yes. And it's got the same cover, but it's the Number Ones specific to Australia. So you get some really weird versions. I mean, not versions, really weird song uh, track. And there were so many that they actually had to include a three-song EP. EP. Now, if you're a vinyl collector and a 45 collector like I am, you want that. So go search it out on Discogs because... You can find them relatively cheaply, um, and quite frankly, that's that's what you should have because it's something different. Again, why t- do you have
0: to go tell Zoom. people that? I'm still haven't found mine yet. Oh, go I'm sorry. We'll so don't that. wait. Yeah.
2: Don't look for it for at least another six months. And, and, <laughs> and I have to now go looking for this, you know, so now I have to be part of the right. other people who yeah. are going to raise the price, yeah. and I'm going to hey, pay more. Now we're going to have Rob and I outbidding each other on eBay. On you know eBay.
1: <laughs> no, you know what? It is kind of yeah, cool, yeah, yeah. because even the even the uh, they did make the sleeve of the EP the same as the sleeve of the American and UK versions with all the collage, but so right. in a seven-inch version, and it is cool because you get some really different track listing on the on the Australian. But right, let's right, cut to right. 2000 um, and the Millennium uh, because there that's a very big point which we'll get to. Let's not do it yet. But now the George Martin and the three surviving Beatles say we're going to help on this compilation that you guys want to do. And the thing is, they take and this is again very. Controversial because the 27 songs that went number one in the UK on the record retailer chart, and that's important, yes, US on the Billboard Hot 100. Right, so Please Please Me is not there because it went number one on every single chart except the record
0: (laughs) retailer chart. So, here's how it went. So, uh, guys, do you think we should include Please Please Me and Strawberry Fields? John, what do you think? Oh, John's not here. Okay, so, <laughs> no, let's leave those off. You know, I mean, no, you know, I'm sorry. I mean, no, no, I, no, I, George
2: I, Martin says, uh, gentlemen, you've ma- f- made your first number two record. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're just not
2: on record retailer. That's retailers. only for record retailer, though. For the other ones, you're, it's number, number one. Number it's one everywhere, but...
1: Yeah, I know, but, and you're right. So, and, and So, it's weird, because I didn't know this either, that For You Blue was actually a number one song. With Longer Money Road. road, Double A. but capital treated it as a B-side only.
2: Right.
1: That's so weird. Now, we have to explain things like Day Tripper was number one in the UK, along with We Can Work It Out. So that's why both of them were included. But in the US, even though it was a double A-side and technically number one, in the US, it's airplay and sales. So We Can Work It Out got more airplay, which is why that was on the US version. But again, weird, weird things. But if you if you really look at it, no, uh, Beatles One is just a combination of the UK and US twenty greatest hits plus something <laughs> because you got to throw something on there because yeah. that's the show. Plus, it's also well, something was also a double A side. Number one would Come Together,
2: right? So,
1: but that's all it was. So, you know, it, on the on the surface, if you had the red and the blue. <laughs> You really didn't need Beatles one but we'll get to it. So the only thing with this now as Tony mentioned earlier, now technology steps up and yes. now it's remastered.
0: Now, now you can put it that
1: sounds fresh.
0: Yes, now, now you it can sounds
1: put sounds like the Beatles are, you know, much better and appealing packaging.
0: And you're 13 years off of the first run of CDs. Right. And there have already been advancements right and also
2: but, more but but yeah. i also think that you have to take a step back in the sense that in 93 they put out the red and the blue as cds and True. if you remember right. the complaint was it's two cds each but the red album could be fit onto one cd absolutely and they but said Tapa no we said we want to keep the legacy right. and CDs. but which is important is. but at the same time i think that was in their background when they started to think of beatles one that we need one disc for the car or a party instead of having four discs and then the other thing was if you remember the yellow submarine song track comes out in 99 did not sell as much as maybe they thought it would even though the remixing is you know for the first time the remixing is fantastic but i think they wanted a big seller of course comes at christmas time and by putting together the beatles one thing it, first of all, it's, it's standardized—the first standardized real greatest hits album—and um, also, you know, they they purposely picked UK and the US, right? That's the biggest market. So,
1: it, it, but but I think I think quite frankly, and this has not ever been said by anybody, but I think quite frankly they did that because in the future they could always put out a Beatles two, and I'm not being facetious.
2: No, no, you're because, right. No, you're because right.
1: Beatles one. If you look at if you went past the UK and the US, there were so many other Beatles songs that went to number one in Uganda and Colombia, and you could include them and make this that. This boy that was,
0: is, yeah. wasn't this boy number one in Canada?
1: Yeah, well, see Sorry. that's that's another thing. Uh, it it was US, not North America.
0: <laughs> yes, because they yeah.
1: because they could have. So, but, but again, they it, it's. I think maybe in the back of their minds, they were thinking, "Man, we could have another full album of number twos. and they still could do that.
0: Right. We're we're also we're also being very remiss, which we, and we would get beat on by by our, our our listeners. But in between, in those seventeen years, yep, that came between. Beatles' greatest hits and and you know twenty greatest hits and one. Can you can and again I know where we're gonna go, but can you think of a single compilation that came out during that time? You there wasn't any. Compi- there weren't any. Yeah. Second, what was the huge thing that happened a few years earlier? The freaking anthologies. Right,
2: right. No, you're right. Three so you double had- discs.
0: You had three double discs, one of which, were, like the sales were astronomical and totally unexpected. Right, the first one. You know, one. so you you've got this feeling. Also had of, BBC, and you, right, you all was right. Jesus, I almost forgot BBC. Yep. So you also exactly. BBC. So, so now what you've gotten is you you've gotten the hardcore fans freaking out. We were losing our stuff during that whole period. You've got casual fans. I knew people who were grabbing the BBC because it was just great rock and roll, right? And they were and like, "Save that, save
1: that point for a minute because I, it's a great, great point." Which I don't have, but I want to just talk one second more about okay, okay. the because Rob brought up the word, you know, the word CD, if that's a word, the letter CD, and you know what, Rob, twenty greatest hits. If that came out on CD, the again, Capitol would get chastised for, you know, 59 minutes on a CD. Right. But, but because one is like, what, 70-something 70 minutes? 78 70 minutes. 80, yeah.
2: 78 that's,
1: minutes. That's a CD. So well, no, you're right. And and you're right. A single CD, you throw that thing in, and every single song is recognizable and, and the Beatles' freaking greatest.
0: You throw that on at a party... Right. One, if I go to Rob's and I throw that on at one of his parties, that's it wouldn't, 78 it wouldn't minutes. That's not play. <laughs> it wouldn't do it. It's the white <laughs> album only.
1: That's and right. Rob, Remember. They party, they're famous for that white album.
2: Yeah, but I would I'd put out the Beatles One very easily. But there yeah, I know. Right.
1: But 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 here's the thing: with Beatles One, the packaging, it's red with that yellow stark one, uh, yeah. which has been copied many times now. It's a great informative booklet that poster is amazing the Avidon photos are amazing in there when you it's an altogether different packaging now to get to Tony's point because I think Tony's point is amazing um but one more thing Beatles one if you really think about it other than what we've said advantageous about it you really didn't need you didn't really need it it still nope. considered an unnecessary release if you had past masters and all the albums it is.
0: I mean, but again, I, I do remember. I'm not
1: saying you shouldn't buy it. I'm just saying No, no. For the casual do, band,
0: for the hardcore, we didn't need it. But I do remember very distinctly <laughs> one of the members of my band um who had all the albums, you know, had all the CDs up to that point. And don't forget, what are we forgetting too? Um up to that point, you were still you your, your American CD collection um was still you know, partly mono and partly, you know, um you didn't have the 2009 reissues yet. <laughs> but I remember a buddy of mine saying, Oh my God. And you also didn't really have like CD burners weren't prolific yet. Not yet. Not yet. Um, so you couldn't take your Beatles collection, rip the songs you wanted to put in order, and make your own comp. Good point. Okay. So my buddy Steve, who was, you know, like I say, a fan who had every album. He just was like, "Oh my God, I go for a ride with my kids." Kids, year two thousand, very important. Blam! I just throw in one. You're good to go for an hour and a half on a car ride.
2: Woo-hoo. That's right. And also the other thing, when when it got released, the price was very. It was like ten dollars in so many places. On a, it was a big sales, a big thing. Like it's ten dollars or eleven ninety nine or something. It wasn't eighteen ninety nine list for a long time. Right. And right. I think that's part of it too, because it was so inexpensive. Like people I didn't buy Beatles One. I bought the vinyl first. And it was like a year later. But that's but, an import. Yeah, I know that. But I I and I got it through uh Amazon UK. This guy I knew or well, who I worked with was from Britain. So he used to go be on Amazon UK all the time and I said, Can you get Beatles One for me? And he said, Sure. And it was cheap there too. It was like twenty four dollars for two okay. two records. But that was part of it. It was inexpensive, also. So, so people like us who say, "Well, we already got this. Why we need this again?" Which is one one of the things I said many times. You're like, okay, you know, I'll buy it for ten dollars a Target, which is what eventually when I bought it. And you know what? It plays very well when you just sit back Absolutely. and you don't think about it. And and Tony, you were right. There was no real uh, CD burners yet. We're a couple of years before that takes over. Way you can. You know, just put it in your computer, make a playlist, or whatever. So it it, it works out. If the timing was so incredible, looking back,
0: at that <laughs> point did we still have WABC and WNBC no. AM? Right? No,
2: no. So-, so we
0: even here in New York, this huge major market. We didn't even have a get-in-the-car-pop-on-an-old-E station and, oh, there's the Beatles again.
2: Well, N.E.W. was, but they were going through changes. Yeah, but, and, and they, but it wasn't the same. It wasn't the same. No, exactly. Bob,
0: and N.E.W. wasn't likely to play, you know, I'm happy just to dance with you. No, that's true. You know, you know true. Anyway, yeah. sorry, Mitch.
1: Rob, I, uh, you, you mentioned one word which we need to discuss about it, – it's a big reason that one sold so much better than 20 Greatest Hits. You mentioned the word Amazon. All right. Yeah. Not going to talk about Amazon per se, but how did everybody get to Amazon? The what
0: computer. was the invention? The computer. A computer. The, the internet. The internet.
2: Yep.
1: The internet. Nobody had the internet in nineteen eighty. Well, I'm not going to say nobody. Probably Bill Gates when he was, you know. But nobody had the technology of the internet in nineteen eighty two. In two thousand, the Beatles themselves created their website and had a specific website offshoot on their website for the Beatles one. Yeah. With where you had, you could click on on any one of the 27 songs and it would bring you to a separate link with a, with either a lot of info. I remember this specifically, you could even go on the way back and try to find it again um, on archive.org. And I remember this specifically because for she loves you, there was a game and the game used snippets of the Beatle cartoons. I was like, oh my God, the Beatles are actually using the Beatle cartoons to promote themselves. But every every single song had a little like rectangular button and you clicked on it and it would give you every bit of information. So the internet is such a big reason that one
2: Yeah, that, that's so well. it. it helped sell it. It, it helped, helped promote money. it. Uh, there was a lot of things about that website, the Beatles website, which it's gotten better as a website, but yes. for the first time it was, it wasn't a, a mess. Like it could have, might've have been, but um, it, there's, there's a lot of things. It, the timing of it was so perfect. If they'd put that out before the anthology, like to juice up the crowd, yeah. You know, but they didn't have to, because you had live at the BBC. And then 1996, the biggest selling year ever for Beatle records because they had three double CDs out there and they were all selling and then they waited ninety seven. They said, "Oh, let's let sit back ninety-eight. Then, you know, Yellow Submarine comes out.
1: Well, so, Tony, I think Tony's point of of also and like you just said, um, you know, the albums leading up to one created that interest in the Beatles again because, uh, meaning BBC anthologies and even song track, but because they released the you know Yellow Submarine movie again, but. Prior to that, because there was so much Beetle product right after they had split up, as we had discussed, I think there was too much, which stopped maybe the, the buying of 20 greatest hits. Whereas the little bit of releases, the the put it this way, the much more thought-out and thoughtful releases in the 90s, like the anthology, like the BBC that sold really well, I think, as Tony said, really led up to more nostalgia for the Beatles and, and, a, and a clamoring for the Beatles. Don't forget also the, you know, in 19 and 2000, what was happening? The Beatles, the people who grew up with the Beatles who were born in the late forties and early fifties right, were having kids. And, and, and now they're 18 years old in 2000. No, and that's old.
0: Now again there because what where I was going to go was from a like a sociological standpoint you had older people having children. Right. You it started to get to the point where people weren't popping out kids at 25, 26 necessarily. You were having kids when you were a little older. So again, same person, the friend of mine who bought one and was talking about how great it is to have it throw in the car he was throwing it in the car for his eight and nine year old kids right and he was in his early 50s Hmm. you know so for him it was like i think he was in his early 50s by then sorry it's that but um but you know he was a major first gen fan you know and and so for him here he is a first gen fan digital release remastered sounds great 79 minutes play it for my kids we did an outdoor gig and we're, we're recording this on long island we're all from long island new york and we did an outdoor gig at a park in Wontaw. and we're playing 60s and 70s stuff and the kids the, the little ones could care less they 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 thought it was good. They bopped around. They got totally stoked when we did I'm a Believer because it was in uh, Shrek. Right, yeah. So they had an aneurysm when we did I'm a Believer. (laughs) But in between sets, what happened? We threw on one. Do you know that every freaking kid in that park, kids that weren't part of our group, were all coming over and going, oh, it's the Beatles. Uh." Of course. What? Yep. You know, we were all standing there. Were all us old Alpacacus playing in the band. We're all looking at each other going, what is going on here? Yeah. They were all about this new record. And it's set, like we said, with the
1: technology, it was remastered. And also in 2015, it ended up being remixed. But, but even when it first came out in 2000, it was fresh sounding. So now little kids who were hearing it, from, hearing the Beatles... From not little kids, record-buying kids actually, who were you know hearing it from either some sort of nostalgia, whether their parents were playing Beatles or whatever. Now, because they were digital and because they they would that was the cool format, they were going out and at the price point. Rob, and you're right. It was nine ninety nine. A lot of places they were buying Beatles one where they well, and and beat and 20 greatest hits was deleted in 1992 so you couldn't even find that anymore
2: right also the other thing if I remember right there was a there was a two-minute com- TV commercial and a one-minute yeah. TV commercial oh yeah and, and they yeah. had a ton of great footage you're know? like you're looking at the footage like oh wow look at that and then you know they catch up 15 years later and put it out with you know the Beatles one plus right. uh DVD and or yeah. Blu-ray so um you know th- there was a lot of planning that and it w- all worked for yeah. this i mean it, it might be i hate to, I, 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 it's the wrong term but it might be the best collection apples put together meaning that it all worked you know it, it could have gone wrong yeah it could have easily Very much so they so could
1: have gone the other way because if you like we've said it unnecessary everything is on the red and the blue they could at right. least the red and the blue and remix the remaster them again but and then, it'd be, it, then it becomes,
2: paid. you know, thirty-two dollars for each package, and You're right, and, and You're right, and, and also like, on. like I mentioned, one of the things they got beat up on was the the red being two CDs when it could so you have been. Have, one.
0: You, you could have put out a three-disc set called the Purple Album and done all yeah. the, the red <laughs> as a single. The two, you know, but oh, and I should, I, I, I should have to say that Steve was in his forties because I'm doing the math right now, and and I know Steve listens to the show, so sorry, bro. Anyway. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it, you know, if you think about it, um, saying that it all could have gone wrong, like you said something interesting, Mitch, to start this off, and and we you see it on every bit of uh, write up about the one album, uh, you know, ranging from like you know the blurb that would be on Wikipedia to the to anywhere you read, is that the Beatles were directly involved, and and we got that hype, of the Beatles were directly involved. What? what did it take really well we're gonna do all the number one songs in record retailer by george you know and, and they're gone I mean, what, <laughs> yeah george what harrison wasn't going man.
1: going through all the books going uh i feel fine yeah yeah, um, yeah you know
0: no we'll have to scratch that one off, off of this i mean you know what so i i don't mean to say but but the funny part of it is you you know the internet was there to give you that little bit of extra hype too sure. You know, you weren't getting that on the TV commercial. I mean, maybe you could have in the TV, compiled by the original, you know, by three of the original Beatles, you know. But the truth was you had that little bit of, for us hardcores and for the, oh, hey, the, the guys had a hand in this one. What did they do? It was number one. All right, it yeah, goes yeah. on the record, you know. But, but you're right, though. It's, it's,
1: it's so weird because the commercials in 82 for 20 greatest hits were still okay. But I guess because we were so beatled out so to speak when they came on it was like oh that's cool it's the Beatles I'm not gonna buy that album but it's it's okay but it still sold two million in the in the US which is I, nothing to sneeze about
0: no but but I I have that's to be, be completely honest I still don't own it and don't ever intend to well you, no, never,
1: you, you can't find it unless you go to a used record store right now
0: right you can find it but you can find it at a used you know at used record stores but I I have i have one you know like rob i have the vinyl and i have yeah. the cd
1: i have the vinyl you know, and, I have and, the I'm, CD and i'm and glad that i
0: do awesome. but i i went out of my way to not but you know i had friends coming over to going, oh did
2: you get the no no i didn't I either and i and, why and, and I, I? I only got 20 great assists because a friend of mine was throwing it away well, he was cleaning funny. his records out and it was beat up a little bit so that's why but at least just, he, the tw- I, five I, minute I, hey judah can play in my show I just <laughs> remember
0: the i just remember the you know the, the the horror of um what was it was it London Town that ran like 53 minutes or 54 minutes or something like that that's a that's do. a longer album yes. but but i remember like people just going oh my god the sound quality and i'm and i'm sitting in the record store adding up how long 20 greatest hits is and i'm going what like this is gonna sound like absolute crap and never bothered and so for someone who was a big fan or an audiophile you 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 lost them you lost them for greatest 20 greatest hits just like that
2: yeah right. No, you're
0: right you know th- and there was no there were
1: still audiophiles because in 82 sure people still were buying turntables left and right sure because sure the year after the first i think sony uh cd player came out. i think i bought it it was 300 i don't think it was sony
2: i think it was uh philips philips maybe yeah yeah. But I
1: paid. I know I paid three hundred and fifty dollars, and I had to go to the city to buy my first fifty-pound CD player, and and I bought "She's So Unusual" was my first CD. But For but her. but so let let's sum up if we can. Do we all agree that the red and the blue was still in print, so you didn't need to buy twenty greatest hits?
2: Well, right. that's also real music. So we, <laughs> there's a couple yeah. of things going on there.
1: Yeah. Every song on 20 Greatest Hits was on the red and the blue and one. Yep. We've already discussed why one outsold it. Different music trends. Quality was crap. You know, Granny went into the music store because they were still around in 2000 and saw the Beatles one with the big red and the flashy one and the Beatles logo, which wasn't that big. It was in the corner. It wasn't that big, but you knew what it was because of the, the commercials. So people were going into a store and granny could buy it for their kids or mom could buy it for their kid or right. they could buy it for themselves. Whereas the 20 Greatest Hits, you know, I, I'm not sure um, how, I don't remember how it was displayed, but even if it was displayed well, it, it wasn't, it just wasn't eye-catching like the bold red. But, um, you know, one had technology behind it, which we've said. Uh, the website, the internet was huge for one. Yep. by the year. by
0: the year 2000 you got to remember you also had parents buying their kids their first cd players cd players had gone down in price
1: oh yeah
0: to the point yeah. where you you had and also if i'm not mistaken too the cars were now all right that's that's to players. me
2: that's mm-hmm. to me where i think why so many people bought it because you know first of all they gave it to their kid or their kids bought it that's that's one thing Absolutely. but also you know, the cassette machine or the cassette player in the car disappears, and they left now CD players. So you need CD players. And, and as you said, Tony, the, the burners aren't there yet. So no, you need and,
0: something to get your Beatles on in the car.
2: And if it's $10 a Target, problem. which it was, you know, oh, it's only $10. You
0: know?
1: you know what, guys? That's a great point, too. Traveling with the Beatles, as, we, as you've said. In 82, the only way to travel with them is an 8-track or a cassette. Right. And, there's no a track of,
2: Mo- of most of it was cassette right by today. then <laughs> most right. of it
1: was cassette, right so you know did they did everybody run out and buy a cassette of it no no but you're right though every car was equipped with a cd player by 2000
2: yeah just and, about so, and
1: with the price point you just said everybody ran out and you know what i can now drive down the highway pop in that great sounding
2: cd it did and, and, and also yeah, you know that was like um you know it wasn't the remix but it sounded better than oh. the 87 stuff they hadn't done you know the remit the redos of n- 2009 and after yeah yeah and you know and then what happens a few years later you get a uh, capital albums volume one finally the recognition of american albums then 2006 you get volume two and then the love album comes out so well it, by
1: it, then i think we were all after one the resurgence of the Beatles was so big, yeah. That I think anything that anything that Capitol or Universal, or whatever, put out, sold well. Yeah, uh, because yeah, well, again, that could have gone the other way too if if they started re-releasing, like not re-releasing, putting together, you know, you know, Beatles sad songs, Beatles happy songs, Beatles, you know. <laughs> Beatles songs to make love to you know like well we well Beatle, Beatle,
2: if they were to do a real love songs album you know then you're including rock it's not a, it's got be not going to be a mood record right it's going to be a rock record too you know she loves you is a love song it's about love uh you know don't let me down is a is a plea you know right. so
0: yeah but when they both uh, we've always we've often talked about this when they when marketing
2: talks about love songs right it's it's always soft soft. off so yeah yeah please
1: please me is also a plea
2: (laughs) that's right that's
0: (laughs) maybe a different kind but yeah
1: but so i think i think beatles one was so much more important than 20 greatest hits in so many ways absolutely Uh, again though different times different you know uh different uh circumstances but uh i could easily see now and especially with us talking about it even more, why Beatles One well outsold, um, you know, twenty greatest hits. So
2: well, you know, the thing is, if 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 you're starting someone on a on a Beetle collection or you know your children, you're not going to give them the red and the blue. You're going to give them the the Beatles One. You're going to start there. And also, you know, Beatles. Uh, won. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. But I th- Anyways, I,
1: now- nowadays, yes. If it was if it was the eighties. Or the, or the early 90s, Tony? Right. I think you're right. Especially then when the they were re-released
2: the in 93.
0: I don't know. All I know is my kids are getting the red and the blue, Well,
2: <laughs> Well,
0: it, 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 it of works my wife's both going, ways. My kids, what? Yeah.
2: <laughs> that ain't happening. No. <laughs> I'm but, kidding. But,
0: you know, but there is a... My, my, my great niece and great nephew are going to get the red and the blue. My but, kids but, somewhere in but, Mexico.
2: But, but if you're going to buy one Beatle record to start off, you don't know if the kids are going to get into the Beatles. Most likely, then, hopefully, they will. But if you're gonna start off, you start off with the you know the, the cheaper one than the red and the blue. I
0: I, I have to, and again this is a whole other show, but I, at what's what would be the first Beatles album you'd get a kid? I would still honestly get them a career retrospective. I wouldn't get a greatest hits record. Well understood
1: most people would disagree with you.
2: Well well, well you know, the, the thing about <laughs> thing about Beatles one is it, it it doesn't cover all corners of the creativity no. of the Beatles. No. no really.
1: that's, that's a whole different no,
2: show. That's true. That's true.
1: Because, you know, again, if, if someone buys you the Blue Album, and there's nothing against Ringo at all, believe me, but you put on the Blue Album, are, do you want to hear um, Come Together or do you want to hear Octopus's Garden? Because Come Together is on one. Octopus's Man. Garden is on, on the Blue. I right. want to hear Octopus's Garden. Okay.
0: <laughs> and I want to hear With a Little Help from my friends.
1: Yeah,
2: well, that's, that's good. Damn but- it.
1: And and isn't while my guitar gently weep on on uh we bet right yeah it's great but but it's become great later on I don't think it was considered a masterpiece back in in even sixty
2: eight well I think part of it was they wanted to have you know a little money going to Ringo and George of course one thing and we've mentioned this on a previous show no no reason not to bring it up here one thing about the red and the blue albums. Is that um, what's now known as classic rock radio? If they only have two records, it's those two. And yes. you know, while my guitar gently weeps became a huge radio hit um, because of the blue album. Here comes the sun's the same thing. It was the leadoff track. So there, um, at least on the side, I should say. So there is certain things about the red and the blue that's had this influence over you know at least radio listening and at least in this country um about you know you know those songs because you know oh look every beatles mentioned or or at least covered i should say uh for songwriting and vocals so but you know think about it you know the red the blue and the blue uh, the red doesn't get played as much as the blue so it would be
1: very interesting if um if universal and they'll never do this now because it would conflict with with everything they put out red and blue and one, but it would be interesting if now they chose to do as both of you had said, a career retrospective, but, but as Rob said, an album that shows that the, the growth of the Beatles, both together to see what they would pick because would they, would they stick with what tried and true or now that here comes the sun has become the most played Beatle Beatle single on itunes and become very popular you know would they go through that kind of stuff um i don't think it would it would be a physical release probably be a streaming thing
0: that's fun um, though it's like the battle of quisp and quake like which would people <laughs> choose I was will a they choose guy. 20 gray? will they choose i was a Quisp uh, guy i read that i was a quisp guy too I'm, i could run and go get my little quisp guy sitting beanie? behind me. um i have so, my quisp guy sitting behind me on that
1: note yeah so i hope we have uh discussed everything we could about why beatles one was such a big seller and 20 greatest hits was not even though again they are pretty much the same album um Funny. if you got both uk and us for 20 greatest hits but uh right. on that note well uh, one
2: more one more thing well, we had to uh, remember, remember the 45s that came out a couple of years ago from and they had pictures from different countries and stuff um the, remember that the, 45s the, yeah the 45s uh, you know oh, the box set the, the box. 45 box you oh, the, oh it, the box yeah. From yeah. yeah from
1: different countries
2: yeah yeah that that that's sort of a spin-off of beatles one but they made it with vinyl instead instead of putting it all on a cd and you know because it had different countries um picture sleeves yeah. so and and you know i think that's kind of important that they they recognize the other countries because you mentioned it earlier mitch and, you know australia and other countries you know had different types of singles so um also in 82 when love me do came out it was released in the states um, it, and in, and in england it did well like i said it was even a 12 inch version that had both versions on it yep. uh but after that the the singles really didn't chart right. the way maybe they thought they would on the anniversary dates even though they had now at least in great britain they all were given picture sleeves and if you have the um the, the singles box set or the cd singles box set or the eps it's at least you have pictures of of you know to look at as you're listening I think the, the campaign, parlor-
1: I think the 20-year campaign just failed uh it failed
2: right.
1: uh, i mean it was still the beatles and they sold but right I think it failed for what they wanted it to be and that's why 20 greatest hits on both sides of the uh you know the pond
2: you know i just thought of something the 20 greatest hits you know, as the name of the album came out in eighty two, but it, it in Great Britain it was also celebrating the twentieth anniversary of the Beatles showing up, you know, in, in England. So
1: on the right. charts, yeah. Yeah, right. so
2: um kind of kind of fun in that sense. Um, you know, it's I do I want twenty greatest hits released? No. Do I want love songs released? No. Rock and roll music, not really. At,
1: at this point, you'll and never not, see it, twenty greatest hits right.
2: on C D. Yeah.
1: Never. Because one is what the is 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 the album.
2: Right. And it should be. I mean, that's that you know, that was the biggest selling as you said, the biggest selling album of the two thousands, beat out Eminem. Um, it still sells. You know, it's
1: because it's, it melts in your mouth,
0: not in your hand.
2: There you go. There you go.
0: On that note, well,
1: on that, that, that silly note, note anyway. I have been your moderator, Mitch Axelrod, for this battle of the LPs, 20 greatest hits versus Beatles one. And joining me as they always do, and I'm glad they do, are Tony Chiguardo. Take care, folks. And Rob Leonard. Thank you all. And we will see you next time.
0: Fab Four Free For All was edited and produced by Tony Chiguardo at Word of Mouth Studios in Westbury, New York.
1: The opening and closing theme is My Dolly by the band The Badge featuring longtime listener Jeff Slate available on its debut album, Digital Retro, and recent Best Of compilation, as well as from the Fab Four Free For All website.
0: Thanks for listening to Fab Four Free For All.